I'm a couple of shows behind. I'm a couple of shows behind, and uh, so I'm I'm doing catch up. Um, not just for that, but I'm kind of learning from previous shows a couple of shows ago, and so one of the one of the things that I had noticed is so first. Minion and I are separating our audio channels. We're we're recording locally. Uh, we're not just taking the stream and dumping it also to file. What we're doing is we're recording it locally and we're using, in this case, a Discord chat. And now Discord can be any tool. It doesn't really matter. It can be swapped out. But we're using Audacity to do traditional local um, spooling of the audio recording down to disk. And then I can pull them in, I can mix them different, I can mix them together. Now that gives me the ability to um, make modifications, track-wide modifications to either my voice or his voice. And it lets me normalize them out in a certain way so that the volume is better. And there's all kinds of stuff that I'm learning to do and that I'm actually implementing in reality, even if it's a little bit off. And one case where it's a little bit off is... Um, so last, hmm, how do I explain it? I had problems where, so I have problems hearing Minion several times. And now that we're separating our audio tracks, I can, I will know when I am talking over him because I don't hear him properly. And so I have headset, I have uh, headphones on. And I, I have headphones on and it's in a really odd arrangement. I had bumped into this feature before, but I really wasn't, I wasn't sure what was going on because I couldn't reproduce it. And what it is is, so I have a, I got a new phone and I got a new pair of Bluetooth uh, head, uh, earbuds. And what I had before was, I, at, a while ago I had some really expensive earbuds and they can get crazy expensive. So I, I didn't have that kind of cost. Um, but, uh, you know, different life, and I had different headset that was, it was really good. So these buds were really, really good. And they were actually, I was musing that they, the earbuds were more expensive than the phone I had. And I didn't, I have a history with that, those earbuds of destroying the device that I'm putting them in. So I will have the thing in my pocket, like an MP3 player or what have you. And the jack, the headphone jack, uh, would if I've got it in my pocket and say I sit down, you've got this problem where you have a hard connection before you get to a wire. And what ends up happening is that hard connection, the actual headphone jack itself at that point, that that's not a joint. So you actually do damage and you can lift off the contacts inside. And maybe I know now how I would open a device and repair that but I didn't at the time and had a history of destroying devices that way. It was really, really annoying. And so I didn't want to do that with my phone. And so what I ended up doing is I purchased, actually I purchased more than one um, Bluetooth. What it is, is it's a Bluetooth receiver that has a headphone jack in it. And it, in the my case, I went through a couple and what they are is it's a, like a clip on little device and you plug your headphone jack into it and you can clip it onto like your collar or something like this. And what that does is that provides a Bluetooth connection out to your phone. So your phone can be wherever the heck on a table on the other side of the room, you know, Bluetooth, right? And that has, that has saved, that saved my phone. So, um, and I know a bunch of Apple fans are going to be like, see, see, you, you're totally better off not having a headphone jack. And yeah, you know, okay, it's, it's true. It is true. Uh, the problem is I know for a fact that I was losing audio quality, taking my very expensive earbuds and piping them through this literally $10 Bluetooth receiver. Okay. Now what does that have to do with audio quality for the show? Well, I still have these things. Uh, you know, I keep my old gear around just in case the new stuff doesn't work out and I need to return it or it breaks or, you know, I have. That is how I keep spares for technology. So I've got it around. And at one point I was plugging it just to charge it just because, you know, I was going out or I just want to keep the battery in reasonable condition. And so I had it plugged in. 
and the audio on my computer stopped working. I ended up cluing in that it was because I had the thing plugged in. And, and it's never done that before. And what ended up happening is Windows, being a, being a, a incredibly smart little thing, decided to switch its default audio output device to it wired via USB, which is a feature that they didn't sell. I didn't even know existed. And I spent some time before the show to actually figure out what the heck was going on and to see if I could reproduce it, because I swear it was a thing. And I did manage to do it. And I'm not sure I need to like do a step-by-step to figure out how to reproduce it properly, because it was... It seems inconsistent, like, do I turn it on and then hold the power button, then plug it in? Do I plug it in? Like, it was connecting to my phone, so I had to make sure my phone would forget the device. And I don't know if that was related, because I didn't do that before. And so on and so on. So I had a little adventure. So right now, what I've got is all audio piping into my uh, my headset, into my actual big headphones. I... I really don't like this, but I know it's the correct thing to do. I don't like this because uh, my head is going to get really hot. <laughs> and so so this is actually really, really uncomfortable. But I'm going to be able to hear, I mean, in the future, if we've got any audio, any extra stuff that we want to talk about, if we're playing a video or something like that, I can hear it perfectly fine with no background noise problems. I can hear Minion just fine. And very importantly the audio coming from my system won't do like a little bit of feedback out into my microphone. And it, it wasn't a problem before, but I did notice it. Uh, I was noticing it when I had the, the track separated. So I could actually hear Minion's voice just a little bit in my track because it was coming from desktop speakers. Now, you all probably would not have noticed that, and I wouldn't normally have noticed that, but because I was doing audio treatment post-production, all of that stuff was being just, just uh, like, n- normalized just a little bit up. So it was audible. It was audible. It, it was nowhere near the volume of my voice. So that track was still perfectly usable. And I'm certain that when I do mix down those channels, even though I might have Minion's voice a tiny bit in my track, I don't think it would matter that when I'm merging the tracks. I'm I'm gonna find out. I'm probably gonna end up, uh, you know, the the amount of effort that has to go into the most subtle things. It it's really quite shocking. At any rate, at any rate. So. So. The this is related to this other thing. So that's Minion's voice getting picked up. But one thing that I noticed is that, and so I, after do so the entire point of all this audio treatment is to make sure that everything comes out nice and clear, the correct consistent volume. Still kind of working on that, but it does pick it does make everything a little bit kind of closer to the listener. In particular, my breathing is getting picked up, and there was this old joke I can't remember. The song is called Chocolate Rain, and the joke is when the guy is singing, he would turn his head and, to breathe in when singing. And it was a recording from the side, so it was really obvious when he was doing that. And and so he did like a little, uh, I don't know if he did an annotation in YouTube or if he just did an overlay in the post-production of the video, but saying that, you know, <laughs> I turned my head to breathe. Sorry? It was done in post. Oh. So he, uh, I mean, everybody kind of made fun of him, but I totally understand why he does that. Because you can actually hear me, you can hear my labored inhales while I'm talking. And before, I didn't notice it. I would notice when I'm doing certain things, like the plosives, like I do every once in a while. And I will do that at the beginning of a new sentence. Very occasionally, I'm learning, I'm doing a little bit better. But now I'm hearing more and more of the wetness of my voice, which I'm going to complain about. And I'm hearing my breathing. And I can... I'm going to go listen to that song. <laughs> we should play it during... <laughs> we'll probably get a takedown. He he actually got picked up, like, professionally. So, really? Yeah, he, yeah. he actually produced an album, I believe. <laughs> oh, that's good for him. <laughs> Just, he got noticed. I don't think it was popular or anything like that, but... Well, I mean, it was a meme. It was a meme. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, 
I mean, we're we are going to be growing into a world that doesn't know the old memes. Like you still don't. You don't. Okay, I'm I'm pre-internet meme, so we actually know the old stuff. And the very early internet meme, like if I talk about strong bad, um, then and that's very very early stuff. And yeah, is any anyhow anyhow. Um, so the uh, there are advanced things that I can be considering at this point that are becoming more and more. Uh, I want to say necessary, more present, more pressing. And my breathing being picked up is one of them because when I do the audio treatment, it just it brings everything a little bit more to life. And that breathing becomes much more noticeable. Now, maybe there's something I can do. Uh, maybe I'll do a little bit more research. Maybe there's just a setting that I can tweak. Maybe what I need is to have like... Okay, so I've got 30 seconds of silence with an open mic to listen to the room so that I can do noise removal. Maybe I need to have like 30 seconds of heavy breathing <laughs> so that I can remove the breathing from the track. I don't, I don't, but it's between words, right? So, and there's no way that I'm gonna, I actually did this for my proper narration because I didn't know any better. The, the things you regret. Um, I used to, go between every sentence and actually blank out the audio because I didn't know about normalization. I mean, like, I think I knew, or not normalization, uh, noise removal. Uh, I think I knew, I think I knew about it, but I kind of forgot and, or didn't understand or anyhow. So I actually did manual edits. You can imagine doing like narration for 15 minutes and between every sentence or every pregnant pause or whatever, me me going in and being like, I don't like that that little line in Audacity is thick, so I'm going to, like, blank it. <laughs> and I did that manually, like, throughout it. So it would take me three times the length of the actual thing to actually edit it. Now, I'm better now. Not by a lot, but I'm better because I have track-wide tools. Anyhow, all this is supposed to be like saved for uh, the administrivia in in the the third uh, segment. I'll probably have like an hour or so in total. An hour or so. Oh, that's right. So you've got a you've got a shorter. Okay, so Minion has to go, and so the stream shuts down when he shuts down since he's running that. So do you want to? So we we could have a timer going. And I guess it doesn't really matter. See, so do you want to do this for another another hour? Let's say. Yeah. Or yeah. Give me. You have a take. Okay, so give me like a just a general notice, uh, maybe fifteen minutes beforehand, and I'll we'll find ourselves a nice comfortable break sometime. So, um, so yeah, that was me talking about my breathing and kind of complaining, and uh, so I do want to talk about. Um, so I, I don't like dogs and I know that's going to upset a lot of people. I don't like dogs for all kinds of reasons. And I've talked about this at greater, more, uh, more, what would it, more polite. I've, I've, I've explained why the position isn't actually as offensive as people would think. And one example is We've got a dog in the neighborhood, and it's a young dog. I think it's, I don't know if it's a German Shepherd, but it's kind of like a medium-sized, brownish dog, and it's young. I can tell it's young, and it's excited, and it's happy, and it's, a, you know, it's fairly intelligent and all this kind of stuff. And I don't know a whole lot about dogs, but I do know when a mammal is excited or scared and this kind of stuff. We, we map over a certain emotional, like... We, we just know, like we know based on body language, even if we don't have ears that do that, we can see when another animal does certain things with its ears or with its back or, and even I have known about dogs for long enough that, um, I can tell voice. I can tell when the voice does something. Um, so this dog, it's young and it's excited, and I can tell that it's because it's excited when somebody is around because it's lonely. 
and it's really desperately lonely. It's really bad. So if anybody walks you know, past its gate, down the street, if anybody's in one of the backyards that's adjoining it, then, then the dog will kind of freak out and just constantly bark. And I, I certainly don't like the barking. I don't like the barking. I'll, but I also philosophically don't like the fact that that dog is... It's, its mind is like that. It's unsettled in that way. It upsets me that it's essentially being tortured, being put back there. Not just because of where it's positioned, because it being outside and alone isn't necessarily a bad thing. What is the bad thing is that it's being upset by that. A dog can be trained appropriately to be calm, to be chill, to be okay with its circumstances. Not as though, you know, you're getting it used to being put in a torturous environment so it doesn't complain anymore. It's, it, it personality-wise, it is, it, it calms down and it's okay with it. And I, I don't agree with that. That's one of my philosophical problems with dogs. But the owners have not, I've never heard the owners, for example, raise their voice or physically go to their dog and actually, you know, you, if your dog is jumping around at a fence and the owner is there as well, the owner would walk up to the dog, hand on the back of the collar, you know, push its butt down so it's sitting, tell it to sit, this kind of stuff. Like there are ways for an owner to interact real time with a dog when it's acting in certain ways. I've never heard or seen anything like that. So I decided to report it to the city. I decided to report it to the city and that was two months ago. And just the other, the other day I reported again, just with an update. And I decided as part of my ability to like, now that I'm on bacon, I'm a pretty chill person. And so it doesn't really bother me. Um, I'm doing stuff. I don't wear headphones when I'm doing things, but I do have audio going. And I've got reasonable audio. And I can't really hear the dog until I'm, I'm in a kitchen, I'm cooking, and I don't have a headset in or something like that. And it, But it, it bothers me that the dog is bothered. And so it's not like I'm necessarily complaining because I don't like the owners. I don't like the owners, but it's because I want to help that dog. And so I, I started keeping a log of when this dog barks. So the, the rules for dogs are going to be different in different places. So I'll give you one example for rules. So you can actually go to your city and they'll explain what's going on. So they will talk about uh, the licensing that's required for a dog because you probably need a license, which is something that I don't know if these guys even have a license for their dog. Um, and so one example is if the dog barks during certain hours, uh, it's definitely wrong. So your, for, your loca for your locale, it might be if uh, the same as party noise. So it might be like after 10 or something like that. It's the old people need to sleep. It's, it's the bigotry against the the people who have a night shift basically now it's okay to make noise during the day it, well you'll wreck the sleep of those people but for everybody else it's like the world is made for right-handed people it's it's a whole lot of that so there might be a time of day thing for you or it might be um a certain length of time of barking or a certain aggressiveness of barking so for example um you might say if it's five minutes of barking straight, that that can be noted. That is definitely wrong. And if it's uh, like intermittent over a period of time, like if it's intermittent barking, I don't know what that means. So if it's like one bark every every minute over 15 minutes, then that's also a a, a what? Like so, what I do is a as part of my my I don't. How would you put it? So. If something bothers you and you have the ability to, to, to calm yourself regarding that topic, in my case, I put a little tick mark or I put a little, uh, like a time range, but I know I'm going to follow, if it does become a problem, right? I, I do this so that I can actually know if it's a problem or not. 
because if I if I look at my notes and it's like, well, the b dog barked for, uh, you know, a couple of minutes, and but that's it, just for that entire day, it was just for a couple of minutes. I, I can look at that day at the end of the day. I can look back and go, okay, well, uh, wh why am I? The dog's really not that big of a problem. I'm just, you know, I'm blowing it out of proportion. So I do that when when I happen to hear it. Like I don't listen for it because that's absolutely gonna amplify. Like if you, so if there are practices in religion and meditation where you have something that's repeated and you have something that's repeated as a way of kind of embracing the philosophies associated with that, that structure of stuff. And so you might have a prayer, for example, and that might be a thing that's repeated at every meal. And when you do that, it kind of reinforces it. It's like we have the idea of reinforcing good habits. And the same is true with bad habits. Uh, a lot of people will dwell on problems that, and it's not helpful to do that kind of thing. Trauma is very much like that. And you can think like it's a really, like there, it's a kind of sad, lesser, distant form of trauma to say that, if you're constantly aggravated by the dog because you're constantly paying attention to the dog, then you're kind obsession. of obsession. You're what? Obsession. Obsession. Yes. Well, yeah. There's a there's a lot of that. Like, I that may be. So there's. What would the equivalent be? So some people have that nosy neighbor or that that jerk neighbor who's. Con it's got nothing better to do so they constantly pay attention to you or this kind of stuff and it's not necessarily a creepy thing oh, it can be but it's and it, it's a fixation that happens and so if I need to, to have a tool to remove me from being from the sinkhole of an obsession over being bothered by this dog because it started off with me not caring. And I, I thought it was really weird. I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm hearing a barking dog. It used to drive me absolutely mental. And it didn't bother me. And it took me a while to figure out that it was the bacon. And I still maintain that I need like specialized bacon pills or something like that. So I don't have to like cook. <laughs> I, I, I'm almost out of the bacon that I have and then I'm gonna have to try drying the other bacon that I have. It's in a, It's frozen right now. And uh, when I, 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 I don't, I don't know. It's stuff to learn. But as far as I can tell, everybody says, well, if you're, if you're going to dry, you're still going to have to cook it. Which, I mean, I'm trying to make it not a messy experience. Well, so I write it down, uh, and I need to make sure that I'm not obsessing over listening for it. And I write it down because I can have a log. I'm going to start doing it so that it's at the end of every single month. I will look at my notes. Thankfully, they're more and more clear because I'm doing other stuff. Or, right, I'm away or it, it's not for five minutes solid. This, this kind of stuff. But if I notice, but if I write it down when I hear it, I have a fairly scheduled uh, lunchtime, for example. If it's, if it's set, like right now, before the show, I had lunch earlier. And if I'm up in my kitchen having lunch, right? If I'm over there, if, if, I, if I wake up and I'm kind of groggy and I hear the dog barking, I'll note it. If I'm cooking, I'll note it. And I can look back and see if there's a schedule. And if you've got a schedule for the dog barking, you can hand that to an official who, I, again, I don't know your region, but they might actually send somebody over to listen at those times to see if it's actually a thing to judge whether or not you're, you are that nosy neighbor who complains because maybe you are. And they also wait to have multiple people complaining. And if it's something obvious, this is actually like, there's a, I believe, I know I've talked with Minion about it. I don't know if it was actually in a show or not. Um, but there is a problem. There's a problem of psychology where uh, humans will, if it's something, if it's a problem, and it's a big problem, humans will assume that somebody else will take care of it. Somebody else is going to call 911. Of course, of course somebody's going to call 911. Look, like there's somebody screaming for help. Of course. 
and nobody does because everybody assumes that everybody else is doing it and so it's the weirdest thing like nobody has any evidence that somebody else is taking care of it they just assume because it's really important and don't do that if you're being bothered by a dog or weeds in somebody's yard or whatever so uh, you can actually make anonymous complaints so you you don't make them anonymously they are given to your uh, city or wherever you are tagged you are responsible for your complaint but they at no point does that ever get back to the people you're complaining about so if you're on great terms with your neighbor but your neighbor just has certain bad habits and those habits are against bylaw or outright illegal you can report them and the this the law can can f follow up can take it from there and of course if you're a social type if you're not shy about it you can bring it up you can bring it up gently and deal with it that way of course that should be the first thing that you do um, but it's very hard but if it's something like a dog and everybody in three blocks can hear that dog and you hear that dog don't make the assumption that well everybody else hears it everybody else of, of course somebody's going to complain like of course of course it's this big obvious thing there's so many people can hear it well no i mean maybe other people that uh, other people are going to be bothered that are x number of houses away that are a block away two blocks away and they're really bothered by it but they can't quite get the scheduling down so they can't like physically walk over and find the address and, but you can you're in a good position you walk past and it's always that one one couple of little dogs that constantly bark at everybody who walks past them on the sidewalk maybe you are the one person that can actually make the call be and help that dog in that case and i'm i'm pretty sure i've got a couple other people in the neighborhood that are um, I know one set that's they're the nosy type and there's a couple other people they just want a nicer neighborhood and they've got every right to have that and I, I am essentially joining in that course they are all anonymous I I can't know if there is somebody somebody else complaining but I I do know if I am some if I am among the people that will help maybe I'm the first one and I start that record, that history, and then the next person that comes in is the straw that broke the camel's back, and that will get the city to act. And, but if I get there and I do that right away and I, and I care, then it's, it's an improvement for my neighborhood. At any rate, I guess uh, I want to talk about water quick. So I've talked about water several times from several different angles, and I don't like my tap water in my city and so there are going to be different circumstances maybe you have a bad taste maybe you don't care maybe you've got boil warnings maybe you've got well water maybe maybe and so your circumstance is going to be very different but i i just hate the tap water it's awful and so i started getting bottled water but we started having a history of the bottled water going bad and we returned it again like for a third time or something and the people said well look okay one of the things that might happen is if if you've got your uh, your water cooler next to a window you've got the blinds open or whatever and sunlight shines onto to the bottle for even a while that can actually heat the plastic and it can actually have an effect that where substance can leach into the water and change the taste and of course they're like well okay i'll so i'll change out the water it's not a big deal don't you don't have to worry about it blah 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 and so i so i worry about it um i get it okay so a company it wants to save face it wants to keep a customer it wants to calm things down uh, so they're gonna lie so they're gonna lie they're gonna tell me everything's gonna be okay they're gonna tell me no no we didn't give you cancer no no etc they're gonna make everything my fault this is the kind of stuff that businesses will do because that's kind of how you stay in business. So I went and I looked up that stuff because I already understood the idea of uh, there, there are certain, there was this, this fad of disliking a material that's in certain Tupperware is the big one, but certain kinds of plastics where if it's exposed to heat, it leaches this stuff out. And 
it's like a selling point on a lot of plastic now. Well, it contains no blah, blah, blah. And people will ask about this. And that's that's fine. I went and looked up. I knew about that, about that but it's, it's, it's kind of not anywhere anymore. So I, I looked up to understand what's going on. Like, what, what is that substance? Are there other kinds? And I learned that there are different... Because, of course, I already knew that there were different recycling codes on everything. And so if you usually on the bottom, if you turn something over, you can look at your Tupperware, you can look at plastic bottles, you can look at like the jugs for this water. And it will have what's called the chasing arrows. So the three arrows in a triangle, all chasing after one another, and there'll be a number in the middle. And uh, this is going to be different in different places, of course. So I'm talking about Canada, and I think it's, it's much the same for the United States. So there are... There are, it turns out there are three codes, but I only learned about two codes. So one is if it's a number one in there, then it's a uh, uh, polythylene te terephthalate, uh, whatever, HDPE or polycarbonate. And exposure to heat, this plastic, when exposed to heat, will release antimony or an antimony like. Not, not an analog, that's the wrong word, but this other compo compound with antimony. Now, so I, I'm like, oh, that sounds bad. Get a picture of antimony. It looks like metal, metal bad. And it's not, it's a metalloid. It's a kind of a wacky other element. It's an element element. It's so you, you think, well, okay, man, like, is that like lead? Is that like arsenic? Like, what is this stuff? What does it do? It's, <laughs> go to Wikipedia for your research. <laughs> yeah, go go to Wikipedia. Go to Wikipedia and look look and see the tiny little section talking about you know toxicity for this material, and you just get this one little paragraph. Just yeah, oh, it's it's perfectly safe in small doses, <laughs> and it's like, okay, guys. So I I actually reached out to an American association it's like a government association which has a report talking about the tox specifically about the toxicity of antimony now so i've got this actual pdf here and let me let me just so i don't eat my own hat i'm gonna look to see where it is it, it, yeah plastic and sunlight okay so toxicological profile for antimony and compounds the at atsdr so this is the uh, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Agency for Toxic Substances and Disease Registry. And, you know, Wikipedia, Wikipedia can go suck it because I, I, went, <laughs> I went way over their head. And so I've got this PDF that I could read. But, you know, the thing is, uh, so I'm thinking, okay, well, I have superhuman senses. Maybe I can taste antimony. Like, okay, what kind of superpower is that? I'm not... Uh, like, like <laughs> screaming maiden in distress <laughs> run, run out in my spandex I'll save you by tasting antimony <laughs> uh, no it's not like how useless is that okay great but it turns out that Minnie can also taste it so I mean I'm not that special I mean he's not special so definitely it's something common Sounds but I <laughs> great I'm playing nice um <laughs> Uh, so, but I, I went to actually confirm what chasing triangles number on the bottom of the jug is, and it's not a number one. So all of that is right out. This is not an antimony issue. It's a number seven. It's a number seven. Now, number seven, when it comes to plastics, when you get a number seven, it means shrug. It means they don't want to admit. It means other. It means something is happening. Now, I know that there are processes where plastic exposed to heat does something. It's, it's well established now that I looked at number one in antimony. But number seven, nobody's going to tell me anything about anything. And what's even stranger is I look at, because we've got multiple jugs, and there's you can go to some places and you can return jugs, and they'll just relabel them with their company sticker, and they will just reuse the variety of different jugs. So you end up with jugs from different manufacturers. So there were different manufacturers, all number seven, all plastic, other. 
And so who knows what this one versus that one will do under those circumstances. Like we refilled with good water and we made sure that the new water is not in sunlight ever. It's in the corner of the, of the kitchen and does not get sunlight cutting through that little corner. And it tastes like that. Now it tastes like that either because like there's sunlight in the room, I guess, question mark. It's not streaming through it and it's not warm. Like we've got air conditioning in that, in that room and it's, it's, uh, we can chill the water. That's what we had before we had chilled water and it was cooling all the water. Um, just cause kind of the water was in around so, and that didn't matter. That didn't matter. And new water under these new conditions, but it was the same container. And it turns out, I think that whatever toxicity in the plastic stayed and continued to leach in this newer water. So we're at the point where, um, now I understand why glass jugs exist. So we're going to switch to glass. We're going to switch to glass. We're still going to keep things out of sunlight just because there might be bacteria issues. Cause that's a different kind of taste that I think we tasted before. So it's like, I've, I've been drinking a lot of diet Pepsi. Uh, this show is not sponsored by Pepsi. And I've been doing that because I haven't had good water. Even for the tea I was drinking, it just, it was not good. So this is one of those circumstances where you will be slapped in the face by some problem. And a lot of people, they won't have the time, the interests, they won't be aware. They may not have the money to be able to really spend some serious time in the face of being lied to by companies or by Wikipedia and they, they won't be able to pursue this in order to optimize and improve the situation. Some people will just make do, you know, that's, that's just what the water is like. Oh, well it's, it's this neighborhood. Eh, it kind of sucks. I, I'll just guess I'll just drink more juice or something like that. Please don't drink juice. It's just pff, juice has more sugar than soda pop. So I spent the time and I learned, I learned a new thing. Like, I don't know if this is going to stay in my head at all. So I took some notes. I kept the PDF. Hey, disk space is cheap and I'm an archivist. So I'm going to put it somewhere. <laughs> it's going to get lost. I'll be able to like, I've got a special search program that I made that'll walk through my stuff. I'll be able to find it again. If this ever becomes a thing, it will not be handy. I don't have any of that stuff handy, which is a bit of a problem. I don't have any of it handy, so I can't just pull it up live. I, I take that stuff and I put it on a different computer and blah, blah, blah. At any rate, so, so yeah, man, water is one of the most important things. And yet it's like sleep, right? Water is one of the most important things, but we don't really think about it or pay enough attention to it or try to do it right. We don't, we don't sleep right. We don't eat right. We don't drink right. You, you're probably suffering going to work. I know you're suffering waking up. Your bedtime's a problem. Your debt is a problem. Your relationships are a problem. Your scheduling is a problem. Your everything. And it just keeps going. And it's a matter of dropping of like the hard thing to do is to give up on the things that don't actually matter to you. And when you can do that enough and right away, uh, do your 80, 20, define what you want in life, define what's actually important in life and pull it back so that you're, you're not taking hundred percent and trying to cram it in 80 time. You're you've only got 80 and you've got the 20% time. And that 20% time is what you do to just kind of like poke around and learn about something or do a process a little bit better or clean or organize or like I'm looking, I'm, I'm going to be horrifyingly busy real soon. And it's not just because this show represents about 17 hours a week. It's, uh, I've got some university grade stuff that I'm getting into now that a lot of stuff is going online. There's some, some, there's a pilot project I'm getting involved with and it's going to be, uh, so it's, I don't, I don't know how much I, I, I mean, 
I am so. I mean, the the entire point of this podcast isn't for me to show my work or myself, even though I'm the person that has a name and a face. And well, okay, one day I'll have a face. Um, so, I guess I will very slightly show this. So, English is uh, I never learned English, and and I I man. My memory is a little fuzzy, a little weird, but at no point do I have, like, I can reach back in time and I can, I can know certain things and I can reach back in time and I can reach back in time and find the other versions of me reaching back in time. So I can, I have more access to those guys than I do for the actual substance. And I have multiple times in my life wondered have I ever actually been taught English? Like, I know there was an English class in high school. Like, I know it goes way, way back. And I was, and I, but I know that my grades sucked and I know that I failed and I know that I went to summer school and I can't remember if I passed summer school. <laughs> like, but I can't. And I know that all of my past versions that asked this question never got an answer. And the, the question is, did, did I ever learn grammar? Like, can I think of a single thing that I learned in English class? Like uh, a little Shakespeare, right? Which Shakespeare? Oh, I know. Must have been Romeo and Juliet, right? Maybe Hamlet? That that makes sense. And the, the that makes sense gets kind of inserted as part of your, your fictional version of a memory just to stitch together that hole. But I don't have a problem with having these great big gaps in my memory. But I do recognize when that's there. So I've, I've got a gap with that, with English. And so I'm trying to learn a little bit of that. Like, what the heck is... What's a verb? <laughs> what's a noun? What, like, it, this stuff, it, it's meaningless to me. And so I'm, I'm for the second pass trying to work on learning another language. And I've, I've gone through so many different languages, just learning a little bit, um, I remember back in the olden days when uh, online translators were really new that it was a rather impressive feat that I could stitch together a little Italian at that point. And, and so I've, I've kind of had some exposure to lots and lots of stuff and it's fun. It's fun. So I got, uh, I did some online tutorials. I'm, I was interested in a language called Frisian and I'm, uh, I'm part Dutch. I'm part Dutch. I was, I was raised Canadian. So I'm Canadian. I just happen to have uh, one of my bloodlines that goes back into the Netherlands. And it turns out, now, I haven't done the, I haven't sent my genetics to be owned and copyrighted by some other foreign company to have them check and then tell me whether or not this is true. But I've got family that are from uh, Dokkum. It's um, it's in Friesland. It's in the Netherlands. So it's it's pretty specific. It's a specific city, and so I'm kind of like I I have no idea of not being Canadian. So I'm not a hyphenated Canadian. Like I know there are a lot of people that they just lack individuality and they want to feel connected to some lineage of stuff. So they're like, well, I'm a whatever. I'm a hyphenated American. I'm a hyphenated Canadian. This is, this is. Uh, I mean, this reveals a kind of uh, gap in that speaker's personality that they're filling with something that's foreign. Like, play pretend like you're from somewhere else. You're not. You're never going to be. That's not how it works. But people feel it in their blood and they reach out and they adopt bits of other cultures which is a really healthy thing to do and i but i've never experienced that because i was raised canadian properly i don't speak a word of dutch for example so i went investigating this because it's it was just something that i wanted to understand the hyphenation concept so i went and researched things and i'm exposed to it i'm, I'm learning a little bit more about it and the thing is, in uh, the Netherlands, there are two official languages. There's just like kind of Canada, right? Canada has two official languages. Um, it's got English 
And English is, uh, we have like a British colony accent for English. We have like the old, we have the old English accent that just didn't mutate the way that it, ca it continued getting weird in Britain. Uh, so we have a version that's very close to British English with spelling that's British. Um, and more and more dictionaries accept that Canadian English is a thing, <laughs> which is yay. Um, and it is a little different than American English, which is a little weird because I'm learning grammar, and but it's American Standard English, which I, I don't quite understand the differences, but I don't know if I'm being taught wrong because America is all wrong <laughs> at any rate. So the, and, and Canada has French as well for legacy reasons that I've talked about in the past. The Netherlands is not quite in the same way, but it's got two languages. So it's got Dutch as the main language, and it's got Frisian. And Frisian is, it's not Dutch, so it's not quite mutually intelligible. There's some borrowing happening because they kind of grew up kind of as neighbors. But the Frisian and Frisian languages are in a crescent that is through the Netherlands and Germany. But there just happened to be kingdoms that sprung up and swallowed those lands. So there's actually three different Frisian languages. So the one in the Netherlands is just called West Frisian. There's a few like accents, like Clay Frisian is the one that I'm going to be learning. At any rate, um, it's it's got a very few speakers. It's got like 140,000 speakers or something like that. And it's getting less and less, and it's going to be endangered. There's a classification for languages, and it, it depends on... So there is like a society that understands um, the, the nearness of extinction to animals. We're all familiar with that idea. There's the equivalent for languages as well. And so Frisian, this version of Frisian, this Frisian is not endangered, but we all see the writing on the wall. We all know where the trends are. We all see the big cities where people will just speak Dutch, even if they've got family that have Frisian as their first language, and they speak Dutch. Um, we, we see people learning Dutch right away, and then learning... In the Netherlands is a little interesting. A lot of, a lot of schools are very different from Canada. Canada tries to teach French, just fails at it. And so nobody really speaks French if you're West Coast, for example. Nobody speaks French if you're in the in our plains in the middle provinces. You're probably not going to speak French at all. The northern of those areas, absolutely not. Right, even in Ontario, which is right next to Quebec, which has those uh, first uh, first first language speakers, I guess I should say. Um, you have a failed system in the Netherlands. Uh, they have English, and they usually have uh, your choice of like English or French or German or Spanish or 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 or, and they have uh, near fluency. They're really really good. So you can actually be a, a traveler. You can go to the Netherlands. You can like tr you can have reasonable Dutch. Like you can basically hold a conversation ish. So you can be approaching and and going to a, a store or something like that. Going to a restaurant. And you can order in Dutch, and it'll be terrible, and it'll be an accent, but they'll understand you, and your, your words are good. But you go to the Netherlands, and as soon as they figure out that you speak English, they'll just switch to English, because they're, they're just like that. And so you'll find, in some places, they will, they will make fun of you and keep trying that language, and they'll kind of help you. In the Netherlands, they don't even bother trying. They'll just, they'll just switch to English, and they want to practice their English. And so you might actually have a hard time learning Dutch as a foreigner going to the Netherlands because they have such competency in English. So the story goes, I wanted to learn Frisian because I've got some ancestry that probably goes through there, but I can't check because I want to own my genetics. I'm, I'm weird like that. So I got family that goes through there and Frisian is kind of rare and it's because of that, it's really hard to learn. Like, Really? Like, where can you learn Frisian? Have you even heard of Frisian? There's some linguists that know about it, and that's because it turns out that Frisian is the closest cousin to English. The closest. Have you heard of it? I hadn't. 
And so, wow, there's some real value there in keeping something that is so important, that's a neighbor, that's a cousin, to another really important language. Also, if I speak English really well, hey, maybe I can, maybe it's easy for Frisian. Eh, turns out to not be entirely true. However, so I want to learn it. I tried and there was a terrible online course and I took a second stab at it. It's a really rare, really, um, really, it's not, the, the hard to learn is because there's no community, because there's no interest. But, so the only real place you can actually go and learn it is one university in the Netherlands, and it's not even in, in Friesland, which is hilarious, but it's a big university, it's pretty nearby, um, and I'm not going to pronounce its name right, because they present either a Dutch version or an anglicized version of names, so I don't know if I should try to pronounce the words they give me in English or in Dutch. So it's kind of weird. So it's the University of Groningen, or I could try to pronounce that in Dutch, but I won't. And so they've got now not just the little free three-week pilot course that was kind of awkward and sucky, but uh, a 13-week course. So when I was talking about having no time, I wasn't just talking about the 17 hours for this plus my regular life. 17 hours of this plus my regular life plus, I believe it is 840 hours of content. <laughs> He's uh, shouting with his arms up. Back. Uh, it's, it's 13 weeks of a course. of, And the thing is, the 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 course how would i explain it so the course is is really wonderful the like i i don't know how to explain so my experience with the canadian education system is some some things are pretty vague languages when they get presented as a course tend to have like uh, a summary. So before you even apply for a course, they will tell you what the course will give you. And there are classifications of the accomplishments in language, in language skills. And for, there's an actual European Union standard for languages for this. And this course actually brings a person up to some pretty significant competency with better better like listening and reading skills than speaking but actually it's so i know if i take this seriously i'll actually have i might actually be able to do a second language like for realsies uh if i take it seriously uh and this is one of those really rare opportunities because that course costs money probably good money and i am I am pleased to have been invited into it, and if you go to uh, sya.sya.li slash Frisian, learn how to spell Frisian, uh, it'll, it'll link you to our, our groups and our Discord, and you can hopefully get in if you're listening to this. If it's sometime in the future, which is likely because we don't have a big audience, then I will probably end up updating something somewhere and point you towards the free version of the course, which is, I think it's four weeks, and it's pretty simple stuff. And everybody's trying, and we've got a Facebook group and a Discord group, and one woman popped in the other day, she wants to set up a FaceTime group, which is like Facebook live chat. I'm, I'm not familiar with it. I don't even like Facebook, but I, I actually made a, a Facebook account just for, for this, and I was the dude that just started a Facebook group just for this. And I don't, and for like keeping, um, like for being available for a couple of World of Warcraft buddies, that's about it. And I think it's creepy and weird and I don't like it. And, and, and it's Facebook guys. So I don't actually interact with that, um, sphere. I don't really understand how same thing with Twitter. I don't understand why anybody would use it or why it would work. It just doesn't make any sense. So, and I, and it turns out, it turns out a couple of the instructors joined the Facebook group. I didn't know it. One dude popped in. It was like, I can't imagine what time it was because the net. So Canada is quite a distance away from the Netherlands and Canada's got three main time zones. 
And the Netherlands is like GMT plus one. So it's just a little bit west. No, GMT minus one, whatever. It's it's very near Greenwich Mean Time. It'd be plus one. Plus one? And I think can't... Yeah, because um, main part of... Your, no, left part of Europe is zero. Is, is, 12, is it 12? Neutral or something? Yeah. Hmm. GMT? Where is the time zone set? It's not in... It's not through Germany, is it? It's like... No. Through central... Somewhere in Central Europe, there's like... It's like Britain. No, I think it's like Switzerland or... One of these, like... It's not Switzerland. Isn't it? I can't... You know, we have access to this weird, like, global information... My ex... One of my uh, online friends is... Is that... Uh, where... Where the concept was introduced? Mm-hmm. Yeah, somewhere. I can't remember where it was. Trivia. I think there's some sort of... Some web of information that's networked all over the world where we can look this stuff up. I can't remember what it's called. I can't be bothered. It's like we would need some sort of weird typewriter to write all this stuff down and find out. Oh yeah. dear. So, Imagine people. That'd be funny having people read podcast talks. <laughs> Transcribe it. Oh jeez, I feel so... Yeah. Yeah. Now, back in my day, we had swing-dial phones. <laughs> now things are weird. Uh -huh. um, so I had a, an actual... I had actual... Like, I... It's, it's really weird. Like, imagine you make, like, a fan Facebook group for something other, and, and an actual linguist professor pops in and just joins the group. And then we had the actual head of the that course pop in and actually announce that it was a thing and be like, yeah, if any if anybody else here wants to come, here's like do this. Cause I one one new member just kind of popped in and he he's like, hey guys, I got invite I like I got access to this one thing. It's this big cool thing. And he like posts a screenshot and he's like, you know, maybe you can email this one this one woman too and you know ask and so it's like he was kind of like, like being a little nefarious about it. And so I just went, I was bold and just asked, <laughs> just emailed the woman directly. And, but she, she got me in, which is awesome. Cause I didn't think it was a, I didn't know if I'd get in. Right. Cause this is, this is university level four pay stuff. And, but she popped into the group and posted and she's like, yeah, if anybody, if any of you want to do this, but, but the caveat is it's self-directed. There's kind of a, there are other, there are professionals that are paying attention to the course in order to modify it as, so we're beta testing it. So it's good and they think it's good, but this is an opportunity for them to have us direct ourselves through it. And the responsibility is for us to uh, actually provide feedback so that it can be approved for when it goes for pay for realsies. So that doesn't just mean that I've got that hour, many hours of, of course load. That also means I have a kind of moral obligation to provide feedback throughout that. So it's more time than that. So, and, and I don't know if you've ever looked at the, the, the university pamphlets where you're choosing your courses and all this kind of stuff. I was a hair away from getting a double PhD in mathematics and philosophy at one point. But then they like tweaked the schedule and it just went all out of whack. And I'm like, ah, screw this. <laughs> went and worked on becoming an electrician. <laughs> that didn't work out either, but still. But I know I understand the university selection process and things are really weird. Um, I think people should just go into business for themselves whenever possible, but not <laughs> like not in these times, not in these times. Yet um so I understand the complexity of stuff. So I, I went to the university website and went and found this course. And it's, you know, how the structure of these course loads is really boring and doesn't explain a lot. And it's lots of bullet points and codes for the class numbers. And, and th this is part of a series. And these are the different semesters. It's, it just goes all messy like that. And of course, some of this just, it's Dutch. <laughs> Actually, it's not even Frisian, right? It's Dutch. So so it talks about learning Frisian in Dutch, which of course. And so um, I think it'll be exciting to pursue this this sort of stuff, you know, learning something official. Um, 
it, the problem is not being directed, not be, not having my hand held, because when learning a language, it's hard to get access to the media, to the people. To like, I'm not going to go there just to learn the language. We've got a few people that are, are there, and if, like in the group, and I'm I'm gonna try to prompt people to to tape things, and there's some other like Facebook groups that that are for people with roots or who are like they're they're nationals who are away from Friesland, they're living someplace else, or they're visitors there, or they're uh, they're they're they have ancestry in there. So I I just squeak on in. Um, so there's there's some extra media, but what's interesting is I found a TV show um, that will post like they've they've it's like a it's a live stream with some repetition, just TV channel that's being streamed online, so I can actually watch this stuff and it's really useful because I was listening to music in Frisian, but it's like you know a language is dying when all the music is all old timey sounding. <laughs> It's all like adult contemporary and really kind of boring and embarrassing. And it's nothing like young and hip. It, it like I'm not gonna find heavy metal in Frisian. Maybe maybe that'll be my side gig once I get confident. That would be really hilarious. Um, I'll grow some hair into a mohawk, into like a bad mohawk. And and so so I guess I'll I'll end our rant on my rant pretty much on this. So I was listening to music and then I was listening to news, which really helps a lot. But this TV channel, uh, it's called Omrop Friesland and listening to it, uh, like I can watch it and it's actually filming people's faces very specifically. So it's their interviews and all this kind of stuff. There's events, etc. but it always comes back to somebody talking, looking at the camera or looking to somebody that's being interviewed. And that lets me read lips, which really, really helps. And so, but because this is such an obscure thing, I can't even find books that are translated into this language. Like I know one girl who who got some Harry Potter, but but not the complete series, because <laughs> it wasn't popular enough. So she's got like three out of books, three of the books, or something like that. I don't know how many are in the series. Like more than five. Harry Potter. I thought there was seven or eight. I can't remember. I just I remember seeing some of the movies and going, eh, this is derivative crap. I thought it was just badly written, and I I would actually tell the author to her. Actually, I, I could tweet her to her face. She tell me to go f myself, but because she's like that. <laughs> when you have a billion dollars, that's kind of how it works. And uh, but I actually don't like the writing. At least the uh, the movie, the the way it translates to screen is terrible, absolutely terrible. And I can't, I can't really get through the book very well. I've got a, I've got it on tape, but I haven't listened to it. I mean, who would listen to stuff? That would, like, that's what a crazy idea. People listening to people talk. Ugh. So at any rate, um, Minnie, you've got to go. Correct? Do we, do we have more time? I mean, I can run through administrivia really quick. Uh, administrivia. I don't think we need to really. It's just we're there's a lot of ke- there's a lot of backup stuff now to do. Yeah, well, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes for me to, like, f- fix in the technology side of things. Um, I really like that I have things on headphones now. Uh, maybe I need a quieter keyboard just for this show if I'm ever going to type, which I really shouldn't. Or or maybe I type during sentences so that I can edit it out for the actual... Like, it's a, people on a live show um, will forgive certain things or they just won't notice. But during an actual podcasty thing, adjust the sensitivity of the microphone. You mean? Yes. Um, yes, I could. Um, or just go for a softer keyboard. Well, yeah, but I gave my softer keyboard to you, so. Wow. <laughs> I am. I am looking at getting another. So what I gave Minion was a, a washable keyboard, a waterproof keyboard, and uh, it's it's. It's good. It, I mean, it's not one of these like latex awful things, but it's got actual separate keys and everything. It's just all the mechanics inside are sealed. Um, so you can still gum up the keys, but you can wash it. You can submerge it even as long as you don't, uh, you shouldn't wash the end of the USB cable and I'll let it dry and all this kind of stuff. 
and it's a it's actually a really good keyboard but I switched back to my old one and it's kind of it's not my I, IBM Model M which is the best keyboard on earth um, but this is pretty good I guess um, but I shouldn't be I should be the one that's talking and maybe referring to notes but that should not require anything more than a mouse so and I'm I mean I for this show I also so I moved the microphone a little bit away so maybe I'll move it even further away and that might help with the with things even better I think it's at 80% right now which is most people would consider okay but why am I looking at that thing that says 100% you know if if due to my my system reboot and my thing is getting messed with if it actually defaulted it out to a hundred percent and i need to find out now oh man and i can't remember how the heck okay playback recording that's wait wait this is the correct microphone oh, <laughs> okay so oh wow weird okay so Oh, the uh, there's like a, a little dot microphone on the Bluetooth thing that I've got. And I, so I know I fiddled with it to make sure that it wasn't being picked up as my default. Yeah, okay, my microphone level is set to 100% instead of 80%. Oh, <sighs> that's going on the checklist. Okay, so, <laughs> so, oh, God, I hate Windows. Okay. Okay, so this is another thing for me to correct. So yeah, I'm going to be tweaking it so that my voice is 20% less. Well, the microphone is a little less sensitive, and that should really improve audio as well. It's really weird. When you screw up big time again and again, there's always this amazing room for improvement. <laughs> as long as you can admit your mistakes and actually you know, spend your 20% time and, and optimize everything. At any rate, so you want it to go, you want it to go. So let's end it right now. Okay. We have no questions in chat. So we're doing pretty good. <laughs> our, bo our, uh, our bots are in here. Oh, the usual? Yep, the usual. Yep. Hi, guys. Okay, so uh, we're going to edit, and I will... We've got a clip that should be going up it today. And, nor and normally what we're going to do is... And I'm still pushing for it. We're going to have full shows coming up. So now, for during this live stream, I can say, hey guys, if you want to see us, if you want to listen to more of our podcast, tomorrow on our YouTube channel, you can check us out. Our last week's live show is going up. And if you want to find quick access to us or our, and we, I talk about our mailing list or, or merch or something weird, uh, but you can go to lucidindifference.com. So thanks for listening, guys, and I will see you again uh, on Wednesday.